you're listening to Midlife State of Mind Podcast, hosted by Aaron Beadle and Belinda Fleming, two gals who dish on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life. Each episode, you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as they cover all the topics you need to know about midlife. Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind. I'm your host, Erin Beadle. And Belinda Fleming. Welcome to today's episode on rituals. What are rituals, Belinda? They are ceremonial acts or actions, a series of actions that can be repeated in a precise manner that have meaning to us. There are so many reasons to incorporate rituals into our daily lives. And today we're going to touch on a lot of those different areas. And so rituals differ from routines. Routines are usually a sequence of actions that you follow. And they often are more mundane things like checking off your to-do list. It could even be your morning routine. You get up, you make your bed, you brush your teeth. You do all of these specific tasks in an order. But rituals then are more meaningful and they're internally motivated. So a ritual is something that we might be preparing our mindset for the day. It doesn't have to be something that's done obviously in the morning. But for me personally, when I think of my own rituals, it is the morning when I wake up. Well, it sets the tone for your day, don't you think? Yes. So that moment of before my feet even touch the ground, I open my eyes. I connect with my breath. I spend a few moments in meditation. And sometimes it depends on what my day entails if I'm going to be able to spend 20 minutes in meditation or if I'm only going to be able to spend 10 minutes. And I think oftentimes, like you said, rituals can be associated with religion or worship practices. But then there's also lots of rituals surrounding birth, death, and weddings. They've actually found evidence of ritualistic behavior dating back 70,000 years to Botswana, South Africa, and they were around funeral rituals, how bodies are prepared for the afterlife. And one thing that I found very interesting is that all rituals have three elements in common. They um, consist of behaviors that occur in fixed succession, one after the other, and are typified by formality and repetition. They have symbolic meaning, and the ritualized behaviors generally have no obvious useful purpose. So it's not like when you do a morning routine where you brush your teeth because you don't want to gross everybody out with your bad breath. (laughs) That has a useful purpose, right? Exactly. But these often don't have maybe what you would typically say as a useful purpose, but it's more of something that is meaningful to you. I think that, like you said, for you, starting your day with meditation, which I also start mine with meditation, is usually they're influenced by our values. So different cultures have different rituals. And one of the reasons that we humans love rituals is because they bring a degree of predictability to our lives. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. In this world that is always changing every single day, there's so much change happening within us and around us that the act of incorporating rituals into daily life offers us stability. It offers us this sense of connection to the ever-changing rhythm of life, if that makes sense. We, We need the grounding so that we can be always ready for what the next thing is that's happening in our life so that we can evolve and 
and lean into it. When we have these grounding practices, we're more connected to ourself. We're more aware of why we do what we do and how we expend our energy every day. Don't you think that the more you understand and honor why you do what you do, you move through your daily activities and your interactions with people with more purpose. So it's interesting that rituals can give us significance on a daily basis, small little compartments of time that we might incorporate a meditation or saying today I'm going to go walk out into nature and let that be part of this ritual of connecting back to myself, connecting to all of that's around me. But what we also notice is that we have to be flexible about rituals as well because life can get a little bit crazy at times and so if you become so attached to a specific order of things all the time that could create more suffering for you instead of doing the opposite the ritual is supposed to be grounding you that's something that i when i think of a ritual i think of it as like a plant kind of analogy that the ritual are the roots that ground you but then the thing that comes from that that tree or flower or bush it has to be able to move with the wind and kind of be flexible and flow because otherwise if you're rigid the first big wind that's going to blow you over and it's going to crack your trunk the ritual is the roots that ground you but then you have to let yourself be flexible and i know that me being the type person that I am I am very I don't have OCD but I'm anal retentive (laughs) and it's funny because I have a tendency to get really focused in or, or set in my routines right it's not because they even have any meaning other than it gives me the illusion of control. Right. Which is just the order. You want to keep order in all things. Yes. And that would be your habitual pattern, not yes. not a ritual that is meant Internally to... motivating. Yeah. Well, well, it is internally motivated because I'm like, it helps calm the crazy in my head, but it's not the right type of ritual. Rituals are often, they've done lots of research on rituals and they have been shown when they give people like a task, let's say they have to speak in front of of a group of people. The people that were given a ritual to perform beforehand were much calmer than the people that just sat and waited before it was their turn. Like you said, it grounds you and it gives you something to put your focus on. Right. Well, it's interesting. There is a study that was conducted by University College in London that proves that it takes an average of 66 days to form new behavioral patterns. And it may take a bit of time to incorporate a new ritual, whether it's daily, weekly, or yearly. And sometimes it will feel natural, necessary, and effortless over time, but it might not initially. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So we can all take a moment to reflect, okay, what is it that are habits in my life and are they making my life better or are these habits creating more difficulty in my day to day? And then also separating what rituals do I have in my life that really energize me, make me feel fulfilled, and are there any areas where I would like to add more ritual, more impact to why I do what I do and have this sense of purpose. So experiencing an event through the lens of a ritual versus experiencing an event through a habit is very different. One thing that I read is that ritualistic behavior improves societal bonding when it's practiced collectively. So if you think about 
if you go to church and you're all worshiping together and you're singing together in this collective energy, if you're going to a yoga class, you know, there's a big difference between doing yoga by yourself at home or doing it in a group setting because there's this bonding that goes on. It's this union when you're with a bunch of people doing the same type of ritual. If you and there's will. so much power with this collective energy. It's palpable. You feel it. You know, you, you walk into a room with like-minded people and just the vibration of in yoga when we chant or something just like at in church when, when you, you sing yes, yes it's beautiful it's very powerful and it is different than if you're just doing that alone by yourself so. yeah so it is it's a way for you to bond with others I did read about research by a man named Van Molken. He looked at religious rituals in Brazil, and I thought this was really interesting. He determined that by taking part in rituals that it boosts your pain threshold. Interesting. One of the things that I learned when I was doing my yoga therapy was about this idea of how people who live with chronic pain, when they do take part in a yoga class, in a class setting, that they report less pain than someone who maybe does an exercise class without it being ritualistic. Mm -hmm. So maybe they just went to a Zumba class. Saying the word Zumba, I always think of that commercial where the guy is, you know, he's got CIA spy and his mom calls and she's like, what's all that noise? Are you taking a Zumba class? (laughs) (laughs) My husband always makes fun of me because I have the habit of calling it the most inopportune time and like asking my kids, are you taking a Zumba class? I love it. I love it. So rituals connect us socially with this social bonding, either if it's yoga or church, if you're part of a... Even know. an athletic team, of, you know, yes. any, anything like think that. About Sports, teams. wow, talk about that connection. So. Yes, that is interesting because if you think about professional players, non-professional players, they will have rituals. They have to wear their socks a certain way or a certain color socks. They may have a prayer that they say every time yes. before they go up to the plate or whatever. Lots of rituals. So it's not a routine, it's a ritual because to them it has meaning. Well, I did a little research on some timeless female rituals and this was very in-depth research that I did on Netflix. (laughs) It was with this Aussie comedian. His name is Jim Jeffries and he proceeds to tell some of the funniest stories and he talks about that he has lived in his lifetime with three women that were romantic relationships and of those three women they have all left him. He did not be he was not the one that chose to leave or in the relationship it was him. I mean it was them. them. They they were like my Jim. Yes. See you later, Jim. But he tells a funny story that they all go in the bathroom every night before it's time to get into bed and they rub some sort of lotion all over their bodies. And then they come and they proceed to get into bed beside him. And the next thing that happens after that, that's part of the ritual is they proceed to tell him all the things he's done wrong all day long. (laughs) So he attributes, I think, this magic potion that they're putting on their bodies in the bathroom to having to tell him him everything he did wrong during the day so he he tells it so much funnier so but yeah I thought it was hilarious oh my gosh he attributes that to a female ritual <laughs> yes exactly rituals can be very grounding for us and there's many ways that we can incorporate rituals in our everyday life so it can be like you said when you get up in the morning before your feet hit the ground I think it's important for us to start with simple rituals if you are someone who hasn't received the benefits of having daily or weekly or monthly rituals and you do want something to incorporate into your life start with something really little like uh, I want to incorporate journaling and be consistent with it and just like 
the study said, 66 days creates a behavioral pattern. Do you journal? I go through periods where I don't put it pen to paper, but I use an app on my phone. And I always, always, since we, you know, when it started, when we did our yoga teacher training. And we had a journal. Momento was the app that our teacher had recommended. Yes. And every class that I attended, I journaled about everything that as I was learning and going through the process of the 200-hour certification, I can go back now and read every single thing. But I have since then, I have been toying with the idea of really putting pen to paper because I've learned through just podcasting and researching all the things that we research week after week that there's something about that act of putting the pen to the paper that's very different than just speaking into an app or typing into an app. So for me personally, that is the next ritual that I'm going to take to the next level is for me to start putting pen to paper again. I've done it at periods in my life, but not consistently. Yeah, I've done it at periods in my life. I, ha- I haven't done it in a long time, probably since we did our teacher training, which was 10 years ago now. I've read several books on it and I always think like, I want a journal and then I never do. And I have several journals and then I just never do it. But one of them, they say, when you wake up in the morning before you even get out of bed and you just write, set a timer for five minutes and you just write whatever brain dump. It's considered a download and it That's frees our mind for space. Yeah, it's I true. Know. That's why I want to really incorporate this. Maybe today's episode will inspire me to create this new behavioral pattern because I do see a benefit from my Memento app and I love going back and looking over 10 plus years of thoughts that I put down. It can be, it doesn't have to be a complete thought. It'll be an idea I have about something and I'll drop it into Memento. But I really want to as of today, I'll just make that commitment that starting today, I would like to put pen to paper and see what how that benefits me versus just speaking it into speaking an Speaking it, right. The book that I'm referring to, it's called Writing Down Your Soul's Purpose. The funny thing that she said is you write, but you never go back and read it is what her Interesting. what her recommendation was. Well, that's a true download then. You're downloading that's it what and you're she moving said. on. You keep it, but you just write. You know, you set your timer for however many minutes works for you and and you just write and write and write and then you never go back to it. I do find some benefit I feel like would be in going back. I and like seeing maybe back. where you were 10 years ago and maybe how much you've changed and it, a kind of a way for you to track yourself and your growth. I don't do it often, but I think just the benefit of maybe even once a year or even if it's just every couple of years. Oh, let me go back and see. What so do you do is a memento? Is it on your phone? Yes. And it's been on my phone for 10 plus years. So pen to paper might be nice. Well, I was going to share how I create my vinyasa flow sequences, and I'm very ritualistic about that as well. I always go through the seven chakras, the Mm -hmm. energetic body, uh, the subtle energy that's located along the spine. And everything that I do in a vinyasa class is leading up to the state of samadhi at the end when we come to our final shavasana. And so we have to methodically make our way to that place. And we've learned from the ancient practice of yoga that in order to peel away all the layers of protection that we've put around our spirit or our soul, if you will, we have to go through the movement process to get to the place of stillness. So it's really lovely. Sun salutations are something that are always incorporated into my vinyasa flow practices. And sun salutations are always the same. I might change one little thing just to give a little different modification occasionally, but 
but I can do it blindfolded. I can speak it out loud. I just know it like the back of my hand. And there's something really powerful about the fact that it's been handed down for thousands of years. It is this wonderful greeting to the sun that you do every morning. I'm very connected to elements and the power of elements in our life. And it is beautiful tool. Showing up just the act of unrolling your yoga mat and coming to your yoga mat is a lovely ritual that has changed my life. Well, it's definitely changed my life. And I do love all the citations. And rituals really allow us to savor the shifts in our life. So the shifting of seasons, we can acknowledge that with rituals. We do it through yoga with having a sun salutation practice where we do 108. You and I have done that before. Many times, yeah. And it's very powerful. And rituals allow us to savor the different textures. Our human experience is so complex and we can add so much more richness to it when we attach it to rituals, I think. When I really started a solid yoga practice, I did Ashtanga. And the reason I was drawn to it and I had to be really careful was because it is a sequence and it follows and there's a reason for the sequence and the way it moves through the body but it also fed a bit into my ritualistic routine so by going to a vinyasa flow class where I didn't always know what was coming next it really forced me to let go I love it yeah because I I would be I knew in Ashtanga what came next so I could just basically do what came next without even having to, to wait when I really started forcing myself to seek something beyond just being rigid in the ritual and going to a vinyasa class it it made me crazy at first but it helped me become less rigid mm-hmm. and that's the important aspect that I think we want to say is that rituals are grounding they provide you a chance to find this predictability in an ever-changing world but you have to stay flexible in your rituals. Well, it's interesting that you talk about that because I had found a book talking about Wabi Sabi, the wisdom in imperfection. And rituals aren't really about being perfect. So we don't have to be perfect in the ritual itself. It's truly about the purpose behind it and our intention. And so it is one of those things where if your day doesn't go exactly as planned, you do have to be willing to pivot and say, oh, okay, well, maybe today I don't get to go through this daily ritual that is such a part of the fabric of who I am, but I can't let this ruin my entire day, right? right? But wabi-sabi is... is I love that word. (laughs) (laughs) So the wabi-sabi philosophy can help you embrace the beauty of imperfection in all areas of your life, starting with small, daily, or weekly rituals. And it is an aesthetically pleasing book that looks at the wabi-sabi... Say that fast 10 times. Wabi-sabi, sabi, wabi, wabi Sabi as a philosophy. Zoom, zoom, um, zoom, <laughs> zoom, zoom. So if you, if you are interested in, you know, reading this one further, it's by Nobu Suzuki. I'll drop a link to the book in our show notes so okay. that um, people can check it out if they want to. And then I just wanted to share a brief quote from Joseph Campbell that he talks about a ritual being similar to an enactment of a myth and that by participating in the ritual, you are participating in the myth. And myths are considered a projection of the depth of wisdom within us and maybe even passed on to us generation after generation. And our consciousness is being reminded of the wisdom of our own life. And ritual is terribly important, he says. I I, I think that's very impactful. Absolutely. We hope that you guys will look at your rituals that you have in your life, maybe examine them, see what motivates them, and see if there's any that you can add to your daily life. 
If you enjoy our content, please hit the follow button so that you can stay connected for new episodes and give us a five-star rating and a written review on whichever podcast platform you listen to us on. This really helps us to reach new listeners and grow the Midlife State of Mind community. Head on over to our website at midlifestateofmindpodcast.com and you can learn more about Aaron and myself and look into any of the information that we have on our website about our Italy retreat in October. It's getting closer and closer and we're getting more and more excited and we would would love for you to join us well we will see you next week thanks so much bye this has been an e-squared production